Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, movie streamers. <laughs> You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and, and Colin. Can we just shut this episode down? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a cow. <laughs> and, and we watch movies. <laughs> Sorry, I was just milking that joke. <laughs> Your face is just like, eh. good eh? pun, huh? A milk, a is... milk joke in there too. Oh man! Well, we're back. We're 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 back in the in the fields <laughs> with uh, just our hands on some teat. It's called an utter. Well, I feel like an utter failure, <laughs> having not known that. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what a fucking idiot! <laughs> hey. Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> eh? 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 I'm doing good here, right? Doing pretty good. Now, I know a lot of these jokes are cheesy, <laughs> which is another dairy product. Yeah, you better believe it. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Listen, man. You better, you better not. You're giving me shit about my dumb jokes, and then you're coming at me with that type of noise. I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have a really big beef with you. <laughs> I don't think you realize what's at stake. <laughs> if you, you keep, you keep coming at the boy like that, I'm gonna have to roast you. <laughs> All right. See you now. You're, you're grilling me. Oh yeah, I would be <laughs> grilling you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm a grill your rump. <laughs> don't, don't don't make me grill your rump. <laughs> it's like like a really upset I'll, I'll dad. I'll try to doesn't... not make you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I can do to prevent you from grilling my rump. <laughs> like oh, four man. minutes in, just cow puns. Cow puns galore. That's exactly that's exactly what you get when you get a movie. Like we got for the Swampies today. We're doing uh we're doing First Cow though, which is exciting because it's an A24 movie. First Cow, first A24 movie of the year. Yeah. Fun fact, this actually played in theaters before the core. Yeah, this was this was a pre-lockdown limited release. Yeah, it was in theaters for like a week and then they were like, "Oh, we got to pull it." And then I think they were Trying to figure out when to put it out, and they just decided let's just put it out on VOD. Like, yeah, eventually. I, 
I mean, it makes sense. It's not a bad decision. It gives us the opportunity to watch it. it. Gives people at home the opportunity to watch it. But man, I don't know if a lot of people are going to know about this movie. This might be one of those episodes where we're just reviewing a movie that everybody's like, what the fuck are they talking about? No one's going to listen because everybody's going to be like, well, I don't want to hear spoilers. Yeah. At the same time, though, I I tend to like find that our... I feel like we don't know our market anymore. <laughs> yeah, because that's fair. there's there's episodes that we put out where we're like, does this even have a market? Like we want to do that, and then the episode does really well. We actually made the joke about that with Child's Play. We were like, like oh yeah, I mean Child's Play has more of a market, but still, we were like, who is like a pure like who loves Child's Play still? Like this like franchise is like going down the tubes, and then that was like one of the first episodes where we saw like a huge like boom in our listens. Yeah, then we were like, oh, shit, we should not have shit on the people who like Child's Play. Yeah. <laughs> they love us. But, yeah, I think we've found that now we should just do the movies we want to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? We've always been the type of dudes who just, it's my party and I do what I want to, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the show started and, uh, you know, we did, like, 11 action movies in a row to start. <laughs> <laughs> Did we really? It was a lot. Because I remember, like, we had been going for maybe a couple, two or three months. And then Brianna was like, all you do is review, like, action movies and comic movies. <laughs> well, there were so many. There were so many in the beginning. Like Overlord and Alita like Battle Overlord. Angel. Yeah, and Alita. I mean, Creed 2, it's not really, like, action. But it is, like, I can see it catering more towards, like, a male audience. It's got, like, like, two shirtless men pounding on each other. <laughs> Oh, dude, say no more. I know it's, it's totally catering to the to the boys. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it for the boys. I I like Creed though. Creed has a soft spot in my heart now. That's a good movie. You go back and listen to that episode. There's nothing unbearable about it. It's so cringe. <laughs> it's only cringe because of what the show has become. Yeah. Back then, I don't think it was as cringe. Although it was for me, like going back and editing it, because like the episode's like over two hours long, and uh, I still cut a lot out. Yeah. It's when it's that's long. when we were just uh, free wheel and no fucking rules, no kind of structure, and we were like, you don't need structure on a podcast. Guess what? You fucking do. <laughs> and now we know that. I like there was no rules back then. It's like. We just talked about Chuck E. Cheese for like 10 minutes, like three episodes ago. <laughs> Dude, we talked about Chuck E. Cheese for 10 minutes, three episodes ago, four episodes ago, six episodes ago, and probably last week. No, I don't think we did. <laughs> we always bring it up. It comes up a lot. It's We're talking about it now. <laughs> What's new in it? There's not a lot of Chuck E. Cheese news. This show is slowly becoming a Chuck E. Cheese-based podcast, which I'm also kind of okay with. I mean, I don't know a lot, but everything that I have learned is has been super interesting, and I'm kind of... I wouldn't mind diving deeper into the cheese. Yeah. I, yeah, I hear you. You just want to yeah, get in that know. ball pit. Hide in that ball pit. Dude, if I can just, like, lay back in a ball pit, <laughs> just... That's the first thing I'm doing after this whole <laughs> pandemic craze is done. How many, how many pieces of shit do you think end up at the bottom of a ball pit? Well, if I jump in, that's at least one piece of shit that's in that <laughs> ball pit. 
too if you count what I'm packing in my drawers. Yeah. So I was like, is he calling himself a piece of shit or is he saying that he's going to shit in the ball pit? I'm not a, I'm not above shitting in a ball pit. Yeah. But. Because who's going to find it? That's the game. All right, kids. (laughs) (laughs) That's the game. (laughs) Find the one brown ball in this ball pit. It comes out like a perfect sphere. It's got a shine to it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One single corn. (laughs) Like on a cob? Like one cob? No, like candy. Oh, okay. There's just a candy corn in it. (laughs) Did you know your body can't digest candy corn? I didn't know that. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, Ken. I don't think so. Really? Yeah, why not? Why would it? You're a liar. <laughs> I'm not a liar. <laughs> Listen, you eat corn, right? Yeah. And it tastes good, but your body can't digest it, and that's why it shows up in your poops. Yeah. You like candy? Yeah. You eat candy, and that shit just disappears. Maybe it turns your poops into water if you have too much sugar. You get the sugar shits. <laughs> yeah. But you have candy corn (laughs) and your body doesn't know what to do with it. So it registers as corn. So it's just like out of here, brah. It's like a filing cabinet mechanism. It just comes down like, Mm -hmm. yep, corn. Yeah. Okay. I see you watch a lot of documentaries too. Or or Pixar movies. (laughs) Or Pixar movies. Yeah. I feel like that it's a Pixar movie premise in the works. A candy corn that travels to the digestive system only to uh, find new life in a turd. It's just like uh, like uh, characters inside of a person's body and they like control everything. A la like Osmosis Jones, you know? Oh man, that movie slaps. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That part Chris where Rock. Uh, the part with the pimple is heinous. <laughs> oh yeah. That's Bill Murray, right? Is that whose body they're in? Mm-hmm. That's great. It's awesome. Yeah. That <laughs> might be a retro we do. Who knows? We, we do have do something. Some... Yeah, I was going to say we should do something maybe like a like random ass like animated movies or stuff movies that we watched when we were a kid or something. I don't know. Like we should do something where it's not like 100%ers in a bracket. We should do something where they're like yeah. all like 50s movies that we would only like because we watched them when we were kids. The nostalgia oh, bracket. That's... That's a really good idea. Movies we love as children, but now look at it as adults and be like, wow, this this definitely was bad, but I still love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm into that. We need an idea for our, our birthday episode because we've been kicking that around, which the birthday episode, I think, is going to be the episode after this. It might be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it is. Because yeah. we're creeping up on episode 100. And we're gonna we're gonna have uh, something planned for that too. So we're gonna have two special episodes back to back. We gotta celebrate our birthday, which last year worked out perfect with the dirty thirty thing. Yeah, last year but was we're fun. struggling now because thirty one ain't no fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, I didn't think about that, but now I am. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, thirty one ain't no fun. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been though? How have you been? I feel like we haven't talked much the last like week or two. I know we're busy boys. We're very busy boys. 
I haven't watched a movie since Palm Springs, which was already, uh, well, at the time we were recording this, this is about two weeks ago. This is when I say, I, including the one we're doing tonight. Yeah, yeah. Skip this <laughs> one. Figured to just wing it. Now I watched this one and finished it like right before we hopped on this call. So it's very fresh. I got some fresh milk in my brain. Yeah. Well, I watched it today also. Um, I yeah. think we just both been busy because. I'm doing a ton of freelance work. I've got my job and I have this new uh, crippling addiction to destiny too. And <laughs> that'll and, do uh, it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you've been doing your pool stuff, getting up at the butt crack of dawn. Yeah. Ungodly hours. Sun up to sundown. Just getting a, getting a sweet tan and growing out my hair. Cause you know, when it's fucking 92 degrees out in New York and you're outside all day, why not have a ton of hair on your head? <laughs> Dude, it's such a mistake. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it in the winter. That's what I keep telling myself. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I haven't had my hair long in a in a long time. A nice mane is nice sometimes. I used to have long hair. I used to have a long hair. I, I haven't gotten super long before. Like I want to try and get it down to my shoulders. I want to look like a rock star. That's that's what mine was. It was down to my shoulders. Oh. I I have to rephrase that. I want to look like Mark Wahlberg in Rockstar. <laughs> you want to look like some douche pretending to be a musician. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, you got cool. me. Hey, guys, I'm not singing any got fucking band. I can be singing any band. I love rock and roll. It's a good, pretty good impression. Do you need me to sign some boobies? <laughs> I'll fucking do that, too. I'm, sure he I'm Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Taking interest in science. It's in the trees. The trees are doing it. That movie. The trees are making everybody go crazy. <laughs> no, Spencer Confidential made people go crazy. Oh, I'll say that. At least we're not talking about a streaming movie today. I mean, it's a movie that is available for streaming, but not through a streaming service yeah. like a Netflix or Hulu. Yeah, no, this is a theatrical. Then it went VOD, like we said, but yeah, we're we're off that train. We haven't done a theatrical movie in a while. Yeah, this is bumming me out. Like, I I'll just say this now because it doesn't really pertain to the movie itself. But like, it's not that I I'm not enjoying films while I'm watching them at home. It's just like watching them at home is such a less enjoyable experience for me. Like, I'm getting tired of watching films at home. I I hope theaters open up soon. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I get it. The The experience is just different. I miss the theater experience. I was actually talking about it um, earlier today. I had a couple of friends who were stranded down in New Jersey, which isn't too... New Jersey itself is not far from my home. And a uh, buddy of mine was just like, hey, are you working today? And it just so happened I was off today, and I was just doing stuff around the house working, on, working from home. And... Uh, He's like, hey, our, our buds are stranded down there. They were coming back from Atlantic City. A car broke down. I'm like, cool. Where in Jersey are they? I don't mind going out and getting them. He said Ridgewood, which I'm like, that's awesome. Ridgewood's like only 40 minutes from my house and really not that far. I'm like, be there in no time. Text the people who are stranded. I'm like, where are you guys? They're like, oh, we're at this place in Woodbridge. Uh, for those of you who are not in the New York, New Jersey area or just unfamiliar with Jersey, Woodbridge is not 40 minutes away. That's like an hour and 40 minutes away. Yeah. 
Wood Woodbridge has there's a mall right over there, and yep. in that mall has possibly my favorite board game store I've ever been to. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I should have went yeah. in. Should have stopped well, in. Really cool board games, like a really good selection. They got a lot of like really random games that are hard to find. Um, but also they're the type of place that has like furniture for game board game enthusiasts. So like if you need like a gaming table, like a table. Oh, specifically, that's cool. Yeah, like stuff like that. So that's really cool. And then right across like the the highway from there is literally like the best hockey equipment store like in the U.S. So wow, yeah, so, the whole wide U.S. Well, I think it. I think it actually is because like Hockey Monkey is the name of this one company, and they're like the store for online shopping for equipment. And then they only have I think one or two stores and ones in Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you, Playboy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I um. Well, when we were driving back, because we had a nice, nice little bit of a ride to get back, we were talking about just uh, kind of missing missing the the movie going experience. Because I know I would complain about it a lot on the show, but I feel like that's just that's just giving it up for the like the character, the character of the two dudes Sky. You know, like I gotta gotta. I'm not afraid to ruffle some feathers, bruh. Oh. <laughs> I'm not afraid to attack the corporate machine that is AMC, dude. Oh, dang. Okay. Coming at you. Recognize priority line. I pay for the privilege. I was going to say, I don't know if I like this character that you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I miss doing I miss doing characters. This is another reason why we got to do like another bracket or something. So we could just do more of those ridiculous voices. I want to bring that guy back. Yeah. <laughs> what a gem. Oh, yeah. If if they ever do a movie where like there is a bracket or something like if like let's say if Dodgeball never happened but Dodgeball came out this year like I feel like that's a movie where we should uh bring back the characters do it for the whole episode. That would be funny. We yeah, just something involving a tournament. If there's a movie involving a tournament this year, I'm going to do the whole episode as as that character. Which those characters had our same names, so it's weird. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, this is actually a, a good idea. We should, I think you're going to like this. We should watch Buffaloed, which came out either this year or last year. I think it might Buffaloed? have been this year. Though. Yeah. It's got um, Zoe Dutch. Is, is it Dutch? Dutch? Dutch. The, gr the girl from Flower and uh, Zombieland, okay. too. But it uh, it's about like Buffalo and it's got like Buffalo wings. We should eat really hot buffalo wings while doing a review on buffaloed that would actually be awesome yeah because you get that nasty smack sound that we think is hilarious yeah a lot of <laughs> and, sniffling and stuff yeah. <laughs> coughing it's too spicy yeah. Ooh, it's too spicy <laughs> i've watched a lot like, of hot ones so i thought you know i thought that would be a good idea That'd be see but the thing about hot ones is like what are those like ten minutes and we're talking about an hour and a half podcast of us just eating wings and like well we 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 take it easy we we were like okay you know what every five minutes yeah big break, glass of milk down yeah Ugh, no thank you I watched uh, the episode with Ari Plaza and uh, she snorted the milk through her nose <laughs> yeah. We're we're not here to plug hot ones. 
We could. Yeah, Hot Ones is now a sponsor of Two Dudes Movie Reviews. <laughs> I just want them to send me some of uh, Da Bomb Hot Sauce. The Last Dab. Yeah, Los da last Calientes. Dab. <laughs> hey, I'll take free hot sauce. I'll take free yeah. hot sauce anyway. Like, just why not? Like, you don't even have to sponsor us. Like, you can just send us hot sauce just because. Like, if they, if anybody knows how to get to the Hot Ones people and have them send us hot sauce, like, please reach out to them for us. You can tag us at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Subtle plug. Go to twodudesmoviereviews.com for all of our merch. I don't got anything for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nor should you. That's why we're going to the trailer park. Now that's a lazy throw. Yeah. (laughs) That is how you do it. it. (laughs) That's how you show the people, I don't even want to be here right now. That's not true. I do... I do want to be here. I mean, I'm home. I'm not anywhere, really. I, I love doing our show. I I will be here 24-7. Oh, oh no. I don't think I can commit to that. Ugh, 24-7? 24-7. Come on. I need making, at least an hour to, to turn down my sheets. Making shitty jokes 24-7. Oh, well, that I can do. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty right. sure I'm spewing out some gems. Dude. All right, I know we just went into the trailer park, but like the other day I was going through my old notes in my uh in my iPhone. If if I died today or tomorrow, I know it's like a common thing for like bros to be like, "Oh, if I die, like I need you to like wipe my computer cuz I have so much porn on there." I don't care about how much porn I have on my phone or on my computer. Keep it. Show my son. I don't care. Okay. There's not much on there. Okay. <laughs> But please, if I die, I need to trust somebody to delete all of the notes in my phone. Because if somebody finds them, they're going to think I'm a fucking lunatic. Because <laughs> like some of them are just one, like I found a note in my phone the other day. It's one word. Master feces. <laughs> and I know what I was thinking. Oh, you do know what you're thinking. I do. Is it's like when you make it when you make a masterpiece or masterpieces. But like if you have like a like a poop that comes out and it looks so perfectly like a poop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just looks like how a cartoonist would draw a poop and it's just like, whoa, that's that's the master feces. Like Yeah. That's but that's the whole note. It's just one master feces. And I'm like, I'm a fucking lunatic. <laughs> the other day in the car, Ryan told me he was like, you know what someone should make? I was like, what? He's like, someone should make like like a special toilet in the house and like have it like linked to an app. And basically like you can like add all your friends who have the same one. And when you poop, it weighs your poop. So like you can go for like the daily largest poop with your friends. Like it'll be like a competition. I was like, it's actually kind of an awesome idea. Yeah, I like that a lot. Right? <laughs> like I genuinely like that a lot. I mean, yeah. you, there is a more, I guess primitive way that you could still do that. Like you can just get a digital scale and, and then fish your poop out and place it on there. No, just poop on the scale. So you don't have to fish. Oh. And then you, you dump the tray into the toilet and then you just disinfect and clean the tray. And then yeah, te- you text your bros and be like, Oh, eight pounds, seven ounces. It's a boy. <laughs> 
Double quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> Triple decker baconator. <laughs> uh, but getting back to the trailer park, what are we talking today? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I do know uh, because we're talking about first cow and it being a movie revolving around livestock and a time long ago, it only makes sense that we talk about a foreign film about zombies and trains. <laughs> you guys see the connection, right? Like you understand, right? If there's any connection, it's that maybe they're lesser known. <laughs> it's a great connection. Great. <laughs> maybe, maybe lesser known. Yeah. They're off. That these are some off Broadway movies. Yeah. I was going to say so that, to that being said, train to Busan was, was uh, a big deal. People love that movie. So yeah. I don't know how under the radar Train to Busan 2 is. Yeah, but that's the trailer we're doing, Train to Busan 2. I don't think we had said it before. Before No, no, we had it. I think we I, alluded I to it enough. Guess, yeah, I was going to say, I think you can guess what it is. I think you could guess if you were uh, already aware that it existed. But if you didn't know what it was, and I still haven't seen the first one. I do need to watch that. But I'm sure I have time because just the state of the world and uh, how soon movie theaters are opening. I'm not most of these trailers that we're doing. I'm not expecting to see them anytime soon. Yeah, um, it's actually funny. The name of the movie is actually Peninsula. It's like they're going the Fast and Furious route where it's oh. Train of Basan presents Peninsula. OK, that's fine. It's yeah, weird. I, I, it's weird because it kind of sounds like they're already setting up to be like, this will be a ongoing franchise. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I see. I'm like on the fence with this. I really like the first train to Busan. I think it's really good. Um, and for anyone who likes zombie films or even just like very intense, like claustrophobic, like thrillers and stuff like that, I think you should definitely watch it because um, it was they executed such a, a great close quarters, like horror film. Um, that being said, I don't know if it works, if it's not in close quarters like that. Like I think the, the train aspect to it is what sells it. And going from cabin to cabin, almost like snow piercer style is yeah. kind of the appeal of the movie. I don't know if this is going to be as good. Like, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. The thing that like kind of holds it together for me is that a lot of it's like the director, like the writer, they're all coming back for this movie. So it's the same team. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm just I'm worried if some of some of what made that first film great. It's, it might be missing with this. OK, I got you. Well, uh, you want to check it out? Yeah, let's check it out. Time jump. Yeah. Have you seen this trailer yet? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, okay. I haven't. I was going to say, um, I think Train to Busan was also in 2016. 
So it would be four actual years. Oh, cool. From Like we we didn't talk at all during that. <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, I have I have things I could say for sure, but say them up, say them. Yeah, like so. I ha again, I haven't seen the first one, but that one is like. I mean, it does just seem like a horror movie. Like like you said, it's not on the train. You're losing that uh that claustrophobic feel to it. Just mm -hmm. seems like a zombie movie which i'm i'm totally cool with i like zombie movies and uh the action stuff in it though i'm not really impressed by this trailer like i don't like the way the trucks look when they're like speeding up through the through the the swarm of zombies or when they're going through the night like it looks very cgi yeah and even like the way it plays out i'd say uh i'd say it taking the fast and furious route and being like trained to Train to Basan presents. This is not the only way that they're kind of feeling that Fast and Furious vibe. Like it kind of, I don't know. Like that didn't sell me on it very well, honestly. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I'm still actually really looking forward to this film. What I said earlier, where I, I think the absence of the train is actually going to really hurt it. And I'm totally with you. The action in the trailer, I'm not really into as much just because it it looks a little generic a little bit at least i think it does and also the first one was so like different and claustrophobic like we were saying that it's kind of just a bummer that if if they're turning this into just like oh we're gonna have like just like crazy action sequences that's a little bit of a bummer for me because i felt like the first one was had so much going for it where yeah. i hope this one pulls you in is almost going like in a sense, almost like the John wick route where like the sequel is going to give you more of the world now. Yeah. That makes sense. So like, which it, it kind of looks like they're doing cause it's four years and now it looks like everything is destroyed. Like I'm hoping you have these action sequences in the trailer, but I'm hoping that's not the whole movie. Like I hope there's a lot about what the world is like. Right, now more substance to it, not just. Yeah, I mean, this is a fairly shorter trailer. This probably was cut to sell the action and like the horror aspect of it, like the zombie aspect of it. I could only assume there would be more substance there because having not seen the first one, but just hearing what uh what you've told me about it and what a couple of other friends who I know have seen it have told me about it, like I'll. I mean, I'll definitely watch it. Like, like I said, I like the genre, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I see the first one. If I watch the first one, I'm like, "Fuck, this is this is awesome," and I really like the story behind it. Then I'm sure if it's the same team that 
or I would hope that if it's the same team that they'll take care of the story and make sure that it's not just blowing up and driving through zombies and shoot them up stuff, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put my faith in them. Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned John Wick. Actually, the f- the first one has some pretty good characterization, but it, it is it's very s- straightforward and in premise it's zombies on a train they're trying to survive and stuff like that you know and i mean if you look at john wick john wick's just a revenge movie dog got killed you got, got to kill everybody and then they give you so much of the world and now like look what it is in the third one that's that's really what i'm hoping is going to come of this if it's the same team hopefully they have a cool vision and they're going to do some really cool stuff with the world the only reason like i'm like oh okay maybe i'll get some of that is it looks like there's some really cool and like messed up stuff with the world i think around like 30 seconds in the trailer it looks like they're in like a mall and it looks like there's like either like prisoners or whatever and they like send zombies out so there's probably some sort of like hierarchy now with like almost like slum people or whatever you know what i mean like the underworld yeah. so i don't know I'm, I'm hoping we get a lot of cool stuff with that i hope the writing is really strong on it and it's not just like oh we're just gonna go for for blood and action you know yeah i get that so. Yeah, that's that's what I'm rooting for too. Then, yeah, I think this. You know, if if anyone is keeping track, I think there's a second trailer that's also out, and I think this is the first one. I also think that you can find this movie. Like, I think this movie is out overseas. I think it comes to America next month. But oh, I okay. think if, yeah, I think if you're if you're a real dirty swampy and you need to you need to you know find things on the internet i think you technically could find this movie i think it's 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 out there oh but good to know but i'm gonna i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait for the actual release date yeah we'll be good boys plus we need movies to come out anyway so us seeing it early doesn't really help because then we like we can't release the episode if no one else has seen the movie true true yeah (laughs) so we're in no rush (laughs) yeah you sat on 1917 for like four months. <laughs> oh my God. That was like the hardest thing in the fucking world to do. Cause we it's couldn't funny. talk about it. I know it's funny. Every time we like hit like a movie down that stretch that had really good cinematography, we're like, man, this movie has the best cinematography this year, except for a movie that's not out that we got to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, we signed how many fucking sheets of paper to say like, we're not going to talk about the movie. And we couldn't even tell them like, oh, we have a movie podcast really. But yeah. uh, we still would still would drop hints throughout for like the next four months until the movie actually came out. <laughs> We'd be like, man, we really want to talk about it. We want the we want the swampies to know we're fucking cool. We saw yeah. a movie early as shit. <laughs> we're cool. We're hip. Yeah, we saw a rough cut of a movie. It really wasn't that rough, though. Uh, did you ever watch it no. a second time? No, I still haven't. Yeah, I've watched it, I think, two or three times since then. Um, and yeah, what what we saw was almost the final version. Like, it, yeah. was, it was very close. Just missing some CGI. Some CGI and some, some music and then the credits, because there was no credits when we saw it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, man. Are you, are you ready for... Th- this event are you ready for for the first a24 movie of the year yeah let's take let's hop on this train and get the fuck out of this trailer park and start talking about uh what we really came here to do oh man i uh i'll just start here hamburger exactly 
I am so hungry. <laughs> I actually am pretty hungry. Same. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> not even playing. But yeah, going into this, I really did not know much about this movie at all. I think I saw the trailer once a long time ago because, mm-hmm. like I said, this this showed up in theaters for about a week in March. So I, I saw it one time when I was in the movies, and I think that was it. And didn't really know anything about it. I was still excited just because it, for the, mainly because it was a twenty four. Honestly, I was that was that was cool. And then uh, Kelly Reichardt, I enjoy her movies for the most part. I don't, I wouldn't say I love them, but I enjoy them. Okay. I also, I mean, not like a huge fan, but Toby Jones is cool. Uh, who's he? He's uh, Zemo. He's the lead guy. No, no, he's the he's. I guess your antagonist in this movie. Oh, okay. He's in the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Well, I recognized sure. him from that. I just didn't know his name. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he Toby Jones, but he's also in like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and The Mist and uh, he's, which dra- he's in one of the Jurassic Worlds. He's in two, I think. The shittier okay. one. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Or I started yeah. to watch that one, and then my body was just like, "No, sleeping is better for you. This isn't worth it." Yeah, no, it wasn't. I was so disappointed by Jurassic World too. But, you know, I thought that was cool. But really, for me, like, the main draw was, like, uh, A24. Because, I mean, we talk about it all the time. We, we fucking love A24. Yeah, we really do. So I was excited to get anything out of A24. I'm still dying to see The Green Knight. Like, I really want to see that. But mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take a cow for right now. I'll take a cow for now. <laughs> we were supposed to have, at this point, two A24 movies out. But I'm pretty sure same Saint Maud got pushed right? back indefinitely. Yeah. I don't know when it's coming out now. Such a bummer, man. This year fucking blows. Yeah, this is the worst year ever. It really is. <laughs> this year sucks. Yeah, it really, really sucks. But uh, that's not going to stop us. Yeah, it, it won't. Starting, I'll just start, you know, with the director like we always do. Kelly Redhart, though, she is not, like, very well known. And I think if you've seen her films what you get in this film isn't out of the ordinary. Like a lot of it is in line. We'll get to all that. But I mean, even if it's not your cup of tea, you have to respect her body of work just in terms of the grades that she has, because this, I'm not going to count first cow, but uh, before first cow, she has, uh, I think she has six or seven movie credits that she was a director on the lowest score out of any of those is an 85. Oh, not bad. Yeah, most of them are like, like there's a couple that are like 95s. And 90, wow. You know, yeah. So uh, it's up there. And then uh, fun fact, I mean, I you know this, but the movie's based on a book called The Half-Life. It says it right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Jonathan Raymond, who is the other writer on this film, he was the author of that book. Well, does does that mean he just has a writing credit because it's kind of like story by type thing, you know, or or did he like actually write the screenplay? No, no. I was going to say, unlike a lot of movies where that's the case, where it's like like Stephen King's got a writing credit on like this movie or whatever, when he had nothing to do with it other than write the book. Right. Jonathan Raymond already had a partnership and he's written most of Kelly Reithart's movies. Um, Oh, very cool. Yeah, so I think like four or five of her movies he was the writer on along with her. So they already had a partnership to get like working on movies together. And on top of that, 
his first book that he ever wrote, I'm pretty sure, was The Half-Life. And I guess throughout all these years, they've been like, oh, it'd be really cool to make that a movie. And they finally were able to do that. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's like cool to hear. Yeah, I thought that was that was cool. Because normally, you know, like we said, it's either someone who has almost no input on the movie or like we just did how to how to build a girl in mm-hmm. 20 days. <laughs> yeah. We we just did that where it, where it's the actual author of the book is trying to convert into a movie and it's not like by themselves and it's not really working, you know. So, it's it's a much smaller scale movie in general. I would say there's only three main characters that you need to focus on. Yeah, uh, John Margaro, who plays Cookie, um People probably know him from Orange is the New Black or Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy is what I was telling you about with Ducky. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I was, yeah like, I was like, I actually haven't watched Umbrella Academy. Yeah, before we got on, I, I said, I was like, our one friend who loves Umbrella Academy might be turned on by this movie just because of someone involved in it. Um, but he was in Overlord. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so a little throwback to, to our, our first Lost episode. Yeah. Our first and our lost episode. Yeah. Ryan Lee, he plays uh, King Lou, and Toby Jones plays uh, Chief Factor. And uh, those are really the three main characters. In it. And really, it's just the two. Yeah, for most of it. Yeah. Similarly, like what you were saying, I did not know really anything about this movie going into it. I think I saw the trailer uh, a long time ago. But I couldn't couldn't tell you anything. Even like when I was telling people, I'm like, oh yeah, the next movie we're doing, we're doing First Cow. They're like, what's that? And be like, I don't fucking know. It's <laughs> it's an A24 movie, so I'm gonna see it because because uh, I want to. I really like A24, and A24 really likes movies with interesting aspect ratios, or just outside the norm, the current normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all, but I just noticed I'm like, A24 is just like, we're only going to make movies that mess mess with the aspect ratio on you. <laughs> not only the aspect ratio, but they also, I, I don't know if it was shot like this, but there is a lot of grain in this movie. Yeah, I was wondering if this was on film. I think it is. Okay. I wasn't sure, but... If you watch it, there's an aesthetic to it. And the movie's got a lot of lot of grain to it, and I actually really like that. And we'll we'll get to why, but um, it's it's definitely a very different looking movie from the norm. Uh, mm-hmm. I really I really like the way this movie looks, though. Yeah, me too, me too, very much so. Because uh, I like the the landscape. I I just like the whole setup of of the place. The way um, most of it takes place just like in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. But at no point did I feel like it was just like monotonous and like uninteresting. I think they did some really cool stuff with the landscape. And I think that the the cinematography in this is is really well done. Like I, I thought there were some really interesting shots and some stuff that uh kind of mixed up the setting, even though it was basically taking place in like the same kind of area for most of the movie. Like it didn't feel stale. Yeah. This is a, a I mean I feel stupid saying this just because nothing's come out, but this is a strong contender right now for probably the best looking film of the year so far. Yeah. It's either this or Sonic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really like Palm Springs. I, I 
thought Palm Springs looked awesome. But uh, yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't think this the the camera work stands out as much as this movie. I think this movie stands out uh, very well, especially when it comes to things like the shot composition. Shot composition super strong on this because the camera doesn't really move a ton in this, and that's kind of like kind of a calling card of hers. But like a lot of the time, the camera's just in a stationary position, and something will yeah. be happening, and then like even like the character will just walk off frame and then you'll just hear the sound of what they're doing off screen. Right. Yeah. There's something more like voyeuristic about it where it almost feels like you're just sitting in that room. Like you, the the audience is the camera, you know? Yeah. And you'll have, you'll have one character working in the foreground and another character working off in the background. There's actually Mm -hmm. some really cool sound work that they do in there too. Yeah. Like I, I think I think the sound design in this movie is is well done, which is important because this movie is very quiet in terms of dialogue. Yeah. It's yeah, it's very quiet in terms of dialogue. One last point, and then I kind of want to hit that, but yeah. we we're just talking about the way everything looked. Um, this movie's a period piece. Like it takes place in the early eighteen hundreds. I think they said eighteen twenty. Yeah. Um, is that considered like pioneer times? Yeah, I quote. I think so. I think this is supposed to like technically take place like before like everything that the Indians owned were like taken over basically because like this is like when like everybody was trading and they show it in like the movie where Indians and people of completely different nationalities and stuff, they're all trading goods and there's not really like a set currency yet. That's another thing in, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the 1820s is what they said, but like, just the way everything's filmed and the, I think the grain plays into this, like kind of giving it like that, that older look and just the way like everything looks kind of dirty and stuff like that. Like I just felt like you're watching scenes and like you could smell like the smoke and like what they were cooking and stuff like that. Like I just, the world was built really well around it and it was done using practically nothing it's all just like just the world you know yeah well i think that the silence of the characters is a part of what kind of helps build it almost because just the movie lets you sit in how vast the area is i think this is like the pacific northwest if i'm not mistaken right because they said they said that the cow was coming up from san francisco yeah, I think so. I'm trying to remember where they said they were. Maybe in like Oregon. I think so. I, I think so. I, I think so it. so it, it really shows you just how like kind of like vast and almost empty like the wilderness is. And like as much as there's silence from the characters, it's never quiet in the movie. You hear like, you know, the bugs in the woods. You hear water flowing off in the distance. You just hear animals and you hear the trees, like the wind and the trees and everything. So I think the sound plays a big, big role in that. But also like, like you said, with like the no established currency, like the stuff when they go into town and you just see like the interactions between the people and stuff. I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm getting a good vibe for what's going on. Mm-hmm. That being said, this movie is, is a slow burn. That's one of my negatives on it. And I've said before, I, I typically like slower movies, but this is, it's really slow. <laughs> it's yeah, like, man. very slow. And I, like, that's, 
that's part of the course for her movies. Like that's what I was saying. I think oh, okay. you've seen her movies, you know what you're getting into. Um, that's what kind of why I'm not like in love with a lot of her movies is they're very drawn out. They usually have pretty good characterization, but I don't, I wouldn't say her characters usually have arcs. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It, just in general, it, it's definitely something that, it, you know, it has to be your cup of tea for you to like it. Not everybody is going to enjoy this. Um, but in terms of just like the pacing and how it's a slow burn, the movie's two hours and not to say that I wasn't enjoying it. There was a lot of things that I was in, I was, you know, happy with, but for me, like the story didn't actually become very investing until about an hour into it. Yeah, dude. So there was a point maybe like, 30, 35 minutes in where I just wrote, what is the plot of this movie? I'm trying to figure it out. And then uh, it, it isn't answered for like another 20 minutes or so when, when the main characters finally have some sort of like foil, basically, you know, like or some something, some opposing force against yeah. them, whether, whether it be a person or just a situation where it's just like, okay, now we can create some tension. But there's not even yeah. like seedlings even... of that tension really planted too early. So I was just kind of like that it's weird that half of your movie there's no direction seemingly, you know? Yeah. I don't I, I wouldn't say that like it, you know, it's directionless or anything like that cuz there is a lot of very like kind of like mundane moments in the movie that are actually really good character building moments and because there is kind of the movie is so quiet. There's a lot of moments that need to happen for you to kind of learn about these characters just by what they do. So like mm-hmm. there's the scene early on where, where cookie he's in the woods and that's when he's still with the, the fur trappers. Yeah. And there's just like that lizard that's upside down. He just like picks it up and flips it back over and you're just like, Oh, okay. Like this guy's like, he's like a sweet, sweet dude. He's just quiet and he, you know, he's, he's nice. And then um, kind of those, other trappers that are much more like aggressive than him. They kind of like try and pick a fight with him. And he just kind of just like ignores him and walks away. Like there's a lot of parts that kind of just seem like they don't do anything, but they're, they're doing a very good job of building the character and letting you know, like what makes that character tick kind of. Um, yeah. I get that. Thing. Yeah. My, my thought is this then I, cause, cause this is the, this is kind of the struggle I was having in those moments where I was very aware of the pacing or just the runtime is that they're not doing anything bad. Like it, it, it shot. Well, I, I actually really like the acting in this. I thought everybody did a really good job and especially having a small cast. Like it's pretty important that your characters can um, portray all the emotion that they need to, especially non-verbally. And I think everybody did a good job there. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, I, I am acknowledging all of these things that I see are are technically good, but I'm not entertained. Like, I, I, I had a hard time investing in, like, the first half of the movie. Like, I didn't really get invested until there was finally some sort of moment of tension or some sort of, once I could realize, like, oh, this is where the trouble starts for them. And at that point we were already over an hour into the movie and I'm like, well, holy shit. Yeah. It it was, you know, same thing for me 
where I'm watching it and you, you hit on a point that I want to get to in, in a moment, but like, yeah, I'm watching it and I'm like, Oh man, like the, the acting's really good. I, you know, I love the cinematography. Uh, I'll, there's a few other things that I want to get to that I won't mention right now, but I was just, there's a lot of things technically that I was like, this is all really, you know, done a lot of finesse. Cause we said all the time, but <laughs> yeah, I just, I just was kind of like, where's this going? And then I think when I started getting hooked with the movie is right around when uh, they start baking. Like I, that's really when, when it's, yeah. it, you know, it gets kicked in. So, and which is about an hour in and uh, you know, I started getting hooked a little bit when like their friendship starts building, like when he brings them back to like the cabin, but really it's when they, they start cooking and they, they steal the milk that I was getting into it. And yeah. It's, it's about an hour into the movie. And uh, so I, you know, Again, I think the movie could have been shorter for sure. I think it could have been yeah. 20 minutes shorter and it would have had the same impact. But I think the slow build build actually builds up to something of substance. Like I actually really enjoyed the movie a lot from the halfway point on. But the first half is is a negative for me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty big to be like the first half of this movie is a negative. It's not all a negative. It's just, it's long. It's long and it's slow. Yeah. At a certain point I was just, I, I rewound a couple parts of this movie. Cause I was like, am I missing something? And then I realized I'm like, no, it's literally, he's just walking, <laughs> walking alone in silence. I'm like, okay. All right. Like, I, and again, I didn't, I didn't like hate it. Like it, I can see that good things were in those shots and in those moments. Like you said, the character building stuff and uh, like the, just the visual aspects of it. Like there were, there were a lot of positives in that time, but I didn't feel like any of those positives were really like the, the story, I guess. I mean, I guess like the character development is part of the story and the world building is part of the story, but like it, it didn't feel like it was really furthering the plot yeah i think i think with first viewing it's gonna seem very meandering i think if you watch it again there will be a greater appreciation for like this the minor details but i think when you're watching it the first time you might be kind of like where's this going you know i think that's yeah. where people get frustrated um i wanted to say this though because i was saying there's a lot of other things that i did enjoy and you had hit on it I really like the acting in particular. I thought the two, the chemistry between the two leads was, was really good. Yeah, for sure. We're seeing a lot of these like two handers, like a lot of these movies where it really is hinged on two actors specifically, or even like your quote unquote, like main cast is only, it's limited to like two mains and then a third party who like kind of comes in and out. That's the same thing we saw at Palm Springs. Mm hmm. And then you kind of have a very similar thing going on here where it really centers around the relationship and growth of two characters. And you have a third party who kind of comes in and out at certain moments. But, but yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I haven't seen a lot of either of these actors. And I, I was like, all right, guys, you guys are doing good. And again, you're like, these are characters who um, there's not a lot of dialogue yet there's the you understand their connection like you you understand like that at no point did i feel like thinking why are these guys 
cool with each other? Like, why are they hanging out with each other? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the connection here? Like, I, I think they did a good job making that clear. Yeah. Orion Lee, I think, has been in bigger things. But that being said, he's in very small or, like, just, like, extra roles in those things. Oh, Whereas okay. John McGarrow has actually been in, like, more prominent roles in the things he has been in. They're just smaller movies. So, like, Orion Lee was, like, an extra in, like, Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi, and stuff like that. Oh, oh yeah, I remember him in there. <laughs> yeah. So, but, the breakout like, star. Was, <laughs> but, yeah, John McGarrow is actually in, like, Orange is the New Black and Umbrella Academy and stuff like that. But, uh... It's funny with their their chemistry before they started filming on this film, they actually sent the two of them on essentially like a like a camping survival like ec- like retreat type thing yeah. along with like one other person who's like a survivalist and they were basically just like okay like I guess they didn't bring anything and they told him like you're gonna have to learn how to do like all this stuff and like part of it um John McGarrow's character or John McGarrow had to because of his character he was like the one that cooked every night. And uh, they like learned how to do like other, other stuff. But that was kind of they sent them away for like a few days together because they didn't know each other before filming this, and they had them kind of build up a rapport together before they even started filming. Man, that's gotta be kind of tough. That's like, like imagine being an adult and having to live in a situation where it's like, because like with Logan, he's four. So if if I'm like, oh you know, let's go hang out with this kid. It's probably because I'm hanging out with the kid's parent, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you are your friends when you're a kid. They took the, actually, this is a topic on in good boys, the movie, but your friends when you're a kid are just based on like who your parents are friends with and who lives closest to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you're an adult and it's basically just like, well, I've never met this person. I hope I have chemistry, but like I have to for the movie. Cause it's like, what if they send them away and they were like, they came back like, I fucking hate that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's a, that's an awkward situation to be put in and just be like, cause then either you got to fake it cause you know, you need to do it for the movie or you go back and now you have whack chemistry because you're just like, man, this guy sucks. Like he can't cook for shit in the wilderness. Like he doesn't, he can't eat all this crappy food. Yeah. Or just like this guy's a tool or something like that. I mean, I don't know. You're, you're putting a lot of trust that the the two people, two random people who've never met are just going to be cool with each other. It seemed like they, you know, watching interviews and stuff, it seemed like they, they really enjoyed like that whole experience and, and you know, they're, I don't know if they're like friends, friends, but they, they had a good time. It's just funny. Cause at the same time, like yesterday I saw an article talking about like how much Tom Hardy and, uh, Charlie's throne hated each other filming Mad Max. <laughs> oh yeah. I know that bums me out too. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I you don't like to, or at least I don't like to hear about like these, these things where it's like, all oh, these people didn't get along on set. It's like, man, just want everybody to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't want somebody to have like somebody they hate when they go to work, even if it's not in a movie. Like I always hated going to work when I knew and be like, Oh man, I'm working with all the people I don't like today. Yeah. And it's well, bound to happen. Yeah. I used to, I used to do it all the time. I'm like, God damn it. I'm working with these guys. They suck. <laughs> yeah. I'll oh, do that. Was, that was my whole life, man. So I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of retail. Yeah, 
Same, same. Another thing, I was kind of curious what you thought about this. Um, but I really like the score on this movie. Were you were you digging the the music on it? Yeah, I mean it, it definitely fit. It was very fitting for the, the for the tone and for the times. Um, it didn't stand out to me, but it definitely didn't detract from the movie. Like I think total aesthetic really works well. So the music is is a big piece of that puzzle. So. I'd say if it didn't stand out, then that means that it's uh, it didn't blow my dick off, but it definitely wasn't bad because if it if it was bad and it was taking me out of it, I would have been more aware of it. Yeah, I actually I I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, there's a few kind of uh, reoccurring themes with the the music that I really dug, and uh, like you said, I think it fits well with the the theme of the movie and, and the time period and stuff like that. So. I don't know how much more you want to get into this or if you want to get to like spoilers or not, but um, something that was like kind of a little bit of a bummer for me is when there's finally kind of like that, that break and the tension ratchets up and there should be like a lot of conflict. Yeah. It kind of only lasts like five minutes. Yep. 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 I noticed that too. And, uh, I mean, there's not really much we can spoil here besides, like, I I guess the final moments of the movie. But even that, it's, I don't know, is the ending ambiguous? I wouldn't say it is. Yeah, like, I didn't feel, I honestly didn't feel, that's another moment where I had to rewind it. I rewound the ending. I was like, wait, did I miss something? I feel like, uh. I feel like for me, my viewing of it, that could be like a tagline for the movie. First cow. Wait, did I miss something? <laughs> like I had to keep rolling it back. I'm like, no, I didn't miss anything. Like, I guess that's, um, that's that. Yeah. Like, especially considering how much time is spent in the first half without there being an antagonist or even an antagonizing force, like not even just a character, but just anything that's kind of like a problem for our characters. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think the, I don't think the payoff was really worth the wait. I actually really like the ending on this movie. And I feel like it's also not an ending that's made for the mainstream. Yeah. I'll say I'll tell you why I like it in a minute. It'll it will be spoilery, so I'll I'll warn. But I one thing I will say is just like the ending itself, I didn't have a problem with. It was just a little bit of a bummer for me because they're you know they're doing kind of the same thing for about forty minutes of the movie or whatever. And um, I was I was really into the story from then on, and I was waiting for kind of the the climax of the movie for a while and expecting it to be like almost like a hunt type scenario. Yeah. But it doesn't really, it's not that at all. It's kind of like you get all this tension. You're like, Oh shit. And they're on the run. And then the one guy, they like part ways. And then one guy wakes up and and like, he's okay. Well, not like completely okay, but you know what I mean? He's not like captured or anything like that. And then the other guy is like, ah shit. Like I gotta, I gotta go elsewhere. And then like there, there wasn't like anything 
that really happened. It just seemed like even the people who were pissed off with them, like just kind of moved on with it. Like they, they put up a fence yeah. around the, the cow, <laughs> which I don't know why you didn't just do that before. First place. Um, I was just, I was just bummed that there wasn't more of a climax to it. And I know, I know, uh, Kelly Reinhardt had said that she wanted to like, she had been wanting to do like a chase sequence in a movie for a while. And I don't know. I just felt like even like that, the chase was like very anticlimactic. Yeah. Very tame. That might be a moment in the movie where the, the camera style maybe should have changed a little bit because mm-hmm. you're still getting that stationary camera, but I feel like it took away from the tension of certain, certain scenes. And again, it's like, I could see that things are done well, even in that moment. But I feel like in, in terms of telling the story with the camera, I feel like there's something better you could have done to kind of heighten the, the moments of tension. Like I, I feel like, um, everything in this movie was shot the same, which is, is good. Like it's, it's good, but it's not every type of shot fits the, uh, fits for every kind of tone. Like, I think it works for those quiet moments, character building moments. But when you, once you ramped up the tension and once you're, you're basically having a chase scene or a hunt, uh, maybe it's time to switch up what you're doing a little bit and kind of cater to what the story needs and not just doing the same shots or the same kind of shooting, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'm making sense. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I think even just like a tracking shot, like would have like been really cool or even like a wide, like, you know, yeah, yeah, like exactly. That. You're getting a lot of, a lot of, uh, the camera's usually just set still looking at the same spot or it's on a, like a swivel, like, and it's just like this, it's in the same spot and it just kind of rotates off the same axis. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah I and I think it would, they, there could have been a little bit more done. Again, I still really like the cinematography on the movie, but in that instance, it probably, you know, something different could have, could have been good. Um, I don't have a ton left. The one thing I just wanted to get to is with the ending and that's a, that's a big spoiler. So yeah, if you blow it open. Want it, I, I yeah, have nothing you, left, so it's all you. Okay. So spoilers now. Um, I actually really like the ending of the movie. Um, you, most people will know the ending of the movie within the first 10 minutes of the movie because they literally show you it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, there's the movie starts up in present day and a girl with her dog uncovers two skeletons, two dead bodies in the ground basically. And I think you can assume once the movie takes like, takes off and you know who your main characters are you can assume whose bodies they are like okay um but the reason that i like the the ending and it it seems like the skeletons are both theirs i don't i don't really think there's anything ambiguous about that right the reason i like it though is i feel like the ending at least for the the lou character him sticking around and kind of giving up the money to be with his, his like friend 
actually felt like that was like kind of kind of sweet and and kind of relevant. Just I felt like it was more powerful because right now in our time, everything is so focused on everything revolves around money and everything is revolves around greed and stuff like that. And I just felt like the you know that arc to that character or that resolution to that character was 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 really like I don't know powerful maybe I just I really liked yeah. what they did with his character and um you know I don't know thematically like did he just sit there until he died I don't think so I think maybe those people finally found him and killed them both um or at least that's, killed him that's what I was thinking but cuz it's like all right yeah like I know I know you got the bodies in the beginning and that's and that's all pretty obvious once you know you're following these two guys that that's their demise. But yeah, I was like, wait, is he just, is he just giving up to let him, let them get caught and killed? Or like, I was just, I didn't know why. Like I, I get the why of, um, you know, who cares about the money, but let me, you know, stick, stick by my pal. But it's like, if you don't care about the money, why not like give it to them and don't get killed? I mean, I think they were going to kill him regardless of whether or not he gave him money or not because he was <laughs> milking their cow for like a month. Yeah. But uh cuz they were they were shooting at them even before that and everything like I think they were going to kill him regardless. I just felt like it was just he's like, "You know what? Like because I think his friend dies on screen. Like, I think his friend is dead before the movie actually ends, you know? See, that's what I was watching when I went back and rewound it. He's breathing the whole time till, until oh, it comes he? to black. Yeah. So, I don't, I think he was about to die, though. And then maybe his he stayed around his friend's body and then they found him. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of liked the way that, you know, it ended. And... It's kind of you root for the characters, but at the same time, they are they're doing something that's criminal in the movie. Like it's kind of almost like that uncut gems type thing where it's like this is kind of how that story needs to end. You can't reward people for being scumbags, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I uh I just really like the ending for for the reason. It's not really a happy ending at all. I just liked right. it. And then this was un unrelated really, but like it just made me think about this. Cause they show the bodies, the skeletons in the beginning, and like there's like old like skeletons of like people in like museums and stuff like that from way back in the day. And it just like made me think like, isn't that weird? Cause like you never think about like that person's story, like what they went through and now that person's gone and they're on display for people, you know? Yeah. It's just a weird, weird concept to me. And I, I just like that. It came full circle like that. And like this person in present day found these people and we got to witness their story. So, um, but yeah, overall, I think there's a lot of really good in the movie. I think the story itself grabs you about halfway through. Yeah. But there's a lot of downtime. And if you're not, not about slow burns, you're not going to enjoy it. And, um, and we like slow burns on this show. I was going to say also like, and I don't know if necessarily, I don't know if I would say payoff because I like the ending, but I think I don't know if that climax is worth the wait. 
Yeah, I, I think that's more more in line with what I meant anyways. Like, they didn't balance the time well enough between the downtime to when shit got real. Yeah. But you have anything else on first cow? I don't. Why don't we don't. um why don't we slice up some fucking tomato tomatoes for this pig? Some bubba burgers. Yeah. <laughs> a nice nice a thick a slice of a beef steak tomato. <laughs> Tomato, 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 the critics, they're bringing this in at a 95%. Wow. A, this does feel like a movie that critics would just like stroke it to. Yeah. This is our, this is our second 95. Tomato though, the mm-hmm. audience, they got this at a 56. Whoa. <laughs> okay. So an A to an F, this might be the biggest gap we've ever had on the show. Yeah, this is this is a hefty one. It was funny. I think the last time we were recording, I had Rotten Tomatoes up on the computer, like when we were done, and I saw on the sidebar like movies that just came out, and I saw that it, this had a, I think at ninety six at the time. And I was like, holy shit! So I clicked on it, and then I saw that it had like a fifty something, and I was like, oh, well then. And like based on that score, knowing it, like when I went into it, and based on her work, I knew what I was getting. I was like, this is gonna be like a slow burn and it's probably not gonna have like the most like happy it's not gonna have a happy ending which is gonna piss off mainstream audiences like i i i, I knew i was getting all of that when i went into it based on just the scores and what she's done before yeah and there's like there's no not much excitement to the movie like there's not a lot of um there's not a lot of what's the word i'm looking for just just Gusto. entertainment value like i feel like What's that? I said gusto. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no gusto. <laughs> no, it's like um I don't know, man. I wish I don't know what I wanted. I honestly don't even know what I would say I wish cuz again, it's like even in those boring moments or the slow moments, I can see that there's good stuff in there. But for me, I can't fail this movie. I don't think it's deserving of an F. So I'm going to say tomato, but I do think that A is too high. And I think my grading of it is going to be based on just my my overall feeling and less about the craft. You know what I mean? Like the craft is definitely weighing into it and it helps keep it where it's at. Like, all right. I'm giving it a B plus. Oh, okay. The way that you were talking about it, I was like, it's going to give it like a C. That's how that's a C is the grade that I would give it based on my feelings. Mm -hmm. But like I said, even in the moments where I wasn't entertained or it wasn't really grabbing me, there was a lot of really good stuff and there's a lot of really well done stuff. Maybe I'll give it a B, you know? Yeah. I think I would, I'll say B. I'm happy with a B, but I feel, I feel like saying C or C plus. Okay. Just based, but only based on my own personal things. Like I don't really, the time period doesn't really do anything for me, especially if it's not something that is more intense, like Mm -hmm. like what they did with the Revenant. Yeah. 
and not not to say that they need to be compared and not every movie that takes place in that time period has to be the revenant or like that but that's what i like of that time period yeah so yeah for me like this movie didn't really grab me uh, until it was almost fucking done basically we're already more than half halfway through it and then when it is finally giving you something, it's not giving you a lot for very long. So my overall feeling, I'll say like C, C plus, but I'll give it a B because I think the craft behind it is very well done. I think the, the writing, the, the cinematography is impressive. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of really good stuff in this movie, but I wasn't, I didn't have a great time watching it. Um, I'm pretty much there exactly with you. Um, my grade, I went tomato and I went B plus. If I'm going off of just like my own personal taste and like what I think of the story and like if I'm going to watch this again, it would probably be like a C plus B minus. Oh, okay. Like based on based on the actual story and stuff like that, like I wasn't crazy about it. There's There's things I like, but again, like Half of the movie, I just wasn't really into the, what was going on. And then the climax is, is just kind of meh for me. But if you're a film lover and you like looking at stuff like the you know cinematography and the score and like you know, a little bit more artsy stuff like with the aspect ratio and uh, even, you know, I think the characterization is really strong in the movie and I think the acting is great, but... So there's a lot of things that are very elevated in it. It's just as far as a viewing experience. And like you said, it, is it entertaining? I don't know if this is something I'd really want to watch again. So yeah, I probably won't ever watch this again. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to ask you this. Where does this rank in terms of a 24 movies for you? <sighs> and then I haven't was, seen a lot that are outright bad yet. This is actually I've, a double parter because I want Have you seen ghost story? No, I haven't. Okay. I was just curious. Um, I do want to watch that one, though, because it's the same guy who's doing Green Knight, right? Uh, yeah, same I think so. Writer. And um, I was this movie's been getting a lot of comparisons to a ghost story. And slow burn. Very slow burn, very long shots in them, and some of them can be considered very mundane. So I was just curious if you had seen it and what you thought about that. I think they're very different movies, but I think if you've seen ghost story and you don't like it, (laughs) you're probably not going to like this either. Uh, Okay. I got you. I still need to see ghost story. So I don't have that frame of reference to compare it to, but I've seen a lot of these like deep cut a 24 movies, like the Tom Hardy one where he's driving by himself and, it's just him in a car on the phone for an hour and 25 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that one's not even bad. It's just weird. I guess it's also hard too because there's so much A24 that I love. Like, I don't think this would even break like a top 15 or 20 for A24 for me. Like, this is probably like middle of the pack. Yeah, I think for me terms of craft and stuff it's probably middle of the pack and the craft in this is so good but i i feel like the craft in most a24 movies is is very high it's um, no lighthouse 
Yeah. It's no under the silver lake. Okay. Well, maybe <laughs> that that's probably at the bottom of A24 for me right now. That and then like uh, yeah, the bling ring and yeah, a couple others. That's why I said that. I was going to say like it's probably middle of the pack like for me as well. But I would even go further because there's a lot of A24. I think you could probably find like, at least for me, I think there's probably like 20 A24 movies that I'd w- rather watch before this. Maybe even more than that. I don't know. I would I would say probably more. I should take a look because I have all of the A24 movies listed on my phone as a checklist because I want to get through and watch them all. So uh, that might be a fun one. Just rank A24 movies. <laughs> Or just do like our, our favorites based on what we've seen so far. Because I haven't seen every single A24 movie. Well, we can do a top 24 because A24. Ooh, okay. Kind of like that, that idea. That would have been a good idea going into this episode. Yeah. Before before we started recording. <laughs> and then we could have watched our time and been like, you know what? Let's do this as a segment. But it's too late. We'll have to save it for uh, another one. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. I do want more A24. Good run. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully we got we you know we got Saint Maud. Hopefully the Green Knight comes out this year. Doubt it. I don't know. Mm. I'm more interested in that in Saint Maud, and I I like the 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 plot or the the idea behind Saint Maud. I also like a lot of that um, that imagery that I know they're going to be using in there. Like I think that's really interesting. But Green Knight just looks so cool and different for A24, and I just really want to see it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I think for me, out of the three, I think those are the three that are coming out this year. First Cat was the lowest in the list in terms of my excitement for it. And then St. Maud, and then Green Knight's number one. Yeah. They were probably going to put out more than just those three because A24 put out a ton of movies last year. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what their, you know, release strategy is. Um, well, I'm sure they they paused their like announcements and like the rest of the docket of new movies coming out until they can figure out how they're going to kind of get through uh, this pandemic bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. Well, A24, if you want to sponsor the show, you can just start sending us these movies and we'll screen them and we'll tell uh, we'll tell the Swampies what we think. We we jerk off hard, Dia. So I own your you shirt. You're gonna get good a, reviews out of us. Shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Send me send me one of the sweaters. Send me some hats. Send me. Uh, you know what I really want is they have the the screenplays for some of their movies as like novels, and I want to get the Ex Machina one. I, I want to get the Witch X-Machina. one. Yeah, I've seen I the really Ex Machina want... one. What's that? I've seen the Ex Machina one. It looks really cool. It looks awesome, but I'm more interested in the witch one just because the dialogue in it is, you know, it's like old timey or whatever. That's mm-hmm. another one that takes place during the same time period. And that's not the same style as the Revenant, but that movie does a lot more for me. Like the witch does a lot more for me than first cow does. Yeah. Taking place in that same, that same kind of uh, vein, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's another big part of it too. It's just like, I've seen movies in this time period. It's not like the, like when we, if we do a movie about like Victorian times or anything like that, or like, you know, fancy ritzy old England in the 1800s like that. I just don't generally like 
basically across the board. Like this isn't a time period that I necessarily hate across the board, but this isn't, I don't think this is the right kind of movie to put in that time period to at least keep me interested. That's just me, baby. Yeah. That's just me being me. That's just me being me, baby. Um, I actually just went through their list real quick and just counted in my head. It's probably not top 30. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Because I just looked through. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm at like 28 right now. (laughs) You're not even to the bottom. Yeah. They got a lot of bangers. And a lot. We're going to we're going to going to bang on into the future. As the kids say, (laughs) what kid says bang on into the future? Only the coolest of kids. <laughs> Listen, guys, you, you you already know I'm up on what the streets are talking about. I I know the lingo. I I invented half the slang these kids are using these days. That shit is lit. That was me. You're welcome. Fwig. <laughs> Fwig. <laughs> Bro, I'm a I'm a Renaissance man. Word. In the <laughs> Only in the sense that I am a man who has been to a few Renaissance fairs. Yeah, exactly. I'm basically an expert. I also don't necessarily love the Renaissance fair, but I will go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I'll go, but like, I might complain about it for the first like 10 minutes and then I'll get, I'll be okay. Yeah. You, you have to get acclimated to the smell of uh, mutton and vomit. It's like every time I go to the Renaissance Fair, it's like I walk in and it's just like cool. I can smell puke. I don't know why. Well, yeah, whatever. So go check out your local Ren Fair, which isn't going to be happening anytime this year. But what is happening is all the cool shit that we're doing in uh, in the two dudes world. And we got two special episodes coming up. We got our birthday celebration. We're turning 31, which is far less of an impressive or big deal than turning 30 entering a new decade. Uh, we've already done our decade for a year. Maybe we'll review our year of being 30. That's what we'll, we'll do as the episode. It was dog shit. <laughs> yeah. It fucking sucked. I, I turned 30 and then the world caught fire. Yeah. It was, it was trash. <laughs> yeah. The first half of the year of us being 30 was pretty okay though. Because we were still in the summer cram. We were fucking ramping up to Oscar season. And then you got the holidays and you got New Year's. Woo, New Year. 2020, what's the worst that could happen? (laughs) (laughs) And now we're here. Yeah. And so we said it. uh, We said it. We're like, man, the double deuce is going to be our year, man. Honestly, I still think it is our year. And that's why all of this terrible stuff is happening to us. This is, we're sorry. Listen, we said this was going to be the year of the two dudes. We didn't say it was going to be a good year. (laughs) If anything, it being our year is a bad omen for the rest of the universe. It's gotten, if, if it's gotten to a point where it's our year of all people, then obviously shit has gotten bad. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, this I take full responsibility and blame for 
for whatever's happening to you right now. If it's bad, that's on me, dude. Whoops. Fucking whoopsie. <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> yeah. When listen, when I want somebody to know that I'm being very sincere, uh, I always use things like whoopsie, um, oopsie doodles. Oopsie um, daisy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like a baby, do you use W's instead of R's so they know that you are being genuine? Doing the John Mulaney right there when he got his prostate exam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, real quick on just dumb sayings like that. I remember this kid in high school, he was trying to mack it to this girl and mm-hmm. he was talking about how he got hurt and he said the word ouchy kabibbles. <laughs> Mid Mac? Mid Mac. Mid Mac. That's a ballsy move. I mean, I've said some dumb shit mid Mac, but we we lost it because we were like we we're like, ouchie kabibbles. <laughs> was he is he kind of like a silly goofy guy already? Or no, he was like a nervous dude. He was like nervous about the whole situation. That oh, like he didn't know mouth. what to say. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet though. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. Maybe, maybe, maybe it does work. I don't know. I gotta try that. I gotta do like the, um, the the. Oh, I don't know what to say. You know. Oh, ooh, and then ouchie, ouchie kabibbles kabibbles comes out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you just say some dumb shit, cause then, cause then maybe that scene is just like it's like, oh, look what I did to him. He can't even think of smart words that an adult would say. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know that this guy is cool under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other day I was talking to this girl, right? And uh she was just like, "Oh no, what's that smell?" And I was like, "Oopsie poopsie." <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? We hooked up. <laughs> she it went well. It. <laughs> she uh, she got she got the whole fucking ouchie wouchie <laughs> this oh, is God. why I will die alone <laughs> for this exact reason I'm literally looking across my desk and in in a uh, cigarette ashtray that I've never used as an ashtray it just holds change and buttons I got this big button it says I shaved my balls for this <laughs> And I'm like, when am I going to wear this? I need to put this on something. On your balls. Just stab it through my balls. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah. It's, a, it's very literal. It's like I shaved my balls so I could display this. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> Listen, I'm okay with stabbing this pin through my sack. But I'm not sure if I'm ready to shave my balls. <laughs> I don't want to false advertising. Listen, you gotta you gotta keep some hair on your nuts, kid. You gotta keep you gotta keep the scruff, bro. <laughs> That's it. I like that it's scruff because it's like five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's an old joke I found in my phone if you want to bring it back. It's, um, I shaved my balls recently. I don't like how they look when they're totally clean-shaven and bald, but they make it makes my package look really nice and distinguished when I have a 5 o'clock shadow, you know? 
<laughs> yeah. It's like got I get like a like a John Hamm and Mad Men thing going on down there. Yeah. Not in the sense that it's handsome at all. It's a fucking it's a horror show for sure. There's <laughs> <laughs> blood everywhere. <laughs> oh, oh man. Jeez. Yeah, what a note to leave the swampies on. So I guess if you if you're into that sort of thing, follow us on two dudes movie reviews on uh, Instagram and all that. Maybe I'll, maybe I will shave and I'll post some pictures and you guys can tell tell me what you think. (laughs) Is that what Instagram's for? Oh, we're starting an OnlyFans, So that's where we'll put pictures of my balls (laughs) on our OnlyFans. I told you we should start an OnlyFans. We don't have to sell like sexually explicit stuff on there. I feel like that's what that, that that's for. I know, but we don't have to do it. What's wrong with Patreon? We'll do a Patreon too, but I really want an OnlyFans. Like, what if we did something where it's just like, you can watch us watch a movie, but you can't see the screen because of just copyright laws and stuff like that. But you can go onto our OnlyFans and watch Colin and I watch a movie, like, I don't know, like with our socks off or something weird, like if you're into feet stuff. or So it is sexual. It could listen. It can be if there's a <laughs> if there's a market for it. I'm open to it. Homeboy's got to pay rent, you know. Like, listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for men's feet picks, but under the under the umbrella of like large feet, because you boys between like a 14 and a 15, depending on the brand, you know. So, like, I feel like if there's a market for feet picks, there also has to be a crossover in that market of people who are looking for men's feet picks. And then even more niche and in there might be a market for people who are into, like, big feet pictures, you know? So if podcasting wasn't niche enough, we're going deeper. <laughs> so we, I'm looking for a cross-section of people who are interested in podcasts and movies enough so that you found our show who are also interested in pictures of size 15 men's feet. And listen, I can shave my toe knuckles or not. It's up to you. Oh, that's gnarly. The customer is always right. <laughs> if you want, I'll squish, I'll squish some watermelon or something. I don't care, bro. We have a uh, we have one person on our OnlyFans, and then you look at the name, and it's like Q, Q Tarantino. <laughs> Listen, if Quentin wants pictures of my feet, he can have them for a price. Mm-hmm. He can have my feet. I'll send him a foot. <laughs> if he if it. he if he adds me as a writing credit on his last movie, and flies me out to the premiere at his theater. Then I'll give him my left foot. No, my right foot. My right foot. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a righty, but my right foot has seen some shit, seen some injuries, and has a has a couple extra bumps on it. If you know what I mean. <laughs> some some malformed bones and muscles. Yeah, dog. I hear you. <laughs> Um, and on that note, <laughs> suck it, swampies. Suck on my toes, you swampies. <laughs>
if you want to. Only fans, two dudes movie reviews. Consensual toe sucking. Obviously. They're paying for it, so th- there can be no more consensual than you paid me to suck my toe. <laughs> like or you're paying me so that you can suck my toes. Like I don't know if there can be any more consent, like you're paying me for the service. All of this is going in, by the way. <laughs> None of it's getting cut out. It'll be at the end of the episode. I'm cutting this. <laughs>